It's the middle here of the suya, working out how Rav's statement that Karen is going to be Kain Shagonov and Kefal Vidalad Hey will be Keshasamodavidin fits with various different prices that we had gone through. We definitely said Rav's halacha was only in a case of Yukra Vizula when the price fluctuated, but not that the Ganav did something to cause the price to go up or price to go down, then halacha would be different. The last question we had, we were trying to figure out, was the price. We had a Machlaik between Rabbi Loy and Rabbi Chanino. In a case where the animal grows up and changes from a tle to an aisle, is that considered a shinui? Or Rabbi said it's considered a shinui. And then when you shecht it, you're not shechting the bailam's animal anymore, you don't have to pay dal bay. Rabbi said it's okay. It is considered a shinui that you don't have to return it, but it's not considered a shinui that you're still going to be high of dal bay. That was Rabbi He brought a raya from a brysa. We came out saying the brysa is not a kasha necessarily because the brysa is going with shittas be shamai that shinoi enoi kaina and therefore I don't care any change that happens makes no difference you're not gonna, you're still always going to be chayv dalav hey the gemara is left off with though with a problem because the brysa besides the point that the brysa made that it's not considered a shinoi the brysa did say that shumei kefir with the shumei dalav chamisha you pay kein shaganav and that's in direct conflict with Rav's point that the Shumei Kefal and Dalv Hey is Kishas Hamar Bedin, not Kishas Hagana. But that's the last question we have to deal with. Tomorrow says on top, four lines down. Exactly what type of Shinui in Basil would work or not. Of Alinian Shlume, the Brysa, nobody, nobody explained that part of the Brysa. Kuliyama could make Karmashal. And the Brysa says that the Kefal and the Dalv you pay based on the original price. So if that's the case, it's more limited. You have to derav, derav, Karen Kane Shagonov, but the Shumi Kefa, the Shumi Dalvej, Kishasa Marabedin. So it's a direct conflict to Rav's second part of Rav's statement. How are we going to resolve that? Amarav, or Rav says an amazing answer, the way Rashi explains it. Tloyim, Kidumei Kara, Domim Kishalachshah. The Rashi explains this is that Rob's whole statement, everything we've been talking about for the last day and a half, it depends what you pay back. If you pay back cash, that's when Rob said that Kefal and Dalit Behe is going to be Kishasa Marabedin. But if you actually give back an animal, not the original animal, the original animal's not here, you shechted it. But if you pay back with the animals, then you could actually pay back the Karen for sure, Kane Shagonov, but even the Kefel and even the Dalavay could also be Kane Shagonov if you give back an animal. Rashi's Lushan is the Tle Gonov, Tle Mashalim. I'm giving you a sheep. I stole a sheep. I'm giving you a sheep. Yeah, I'm giving you back a sheep now. I'm talking about the kefal and the dal of hay. So it's not because I stole from you in terms of restitution. But Lamaisa, when the terrorist says kefal of dal of hay, if you give back a sheep, then you can give back based on the original cheaper price or whatever it happens to be. If you start giving back cash, or n- non-cash, but not the original sheep, or not, not a sheep at all, or whatever the item is, goat, then you're going to have to deal with Rav's point of Hashas HaMarabedin. So we're making now another qualification of Rav's halacha that depends what you pay back. And that's why if you looked yesterday in the Rashi, when Rashi talked about that, Rashi said, Kefal ke'enshen nigarav oi kishas Because now it comes out, based on the end of the sugi here, that according to Rav, it sort of depends on what you pay back. Tesis does not like this answer at all. Tesis says, what is the difference? Kefal and Dalvede has nothing to do with what you stole. It's a total knas. And Tesis has a whole different way to explain this statement to the Gemara. Two different ways. If you look in this Tesis, it's loyim. brings a read or a totally different shatim. We, of course, go with Shittas Rashi in the shir, so we're going to go with Shittas Rashi. It's depending on the quality of the
I, obviously, it has to be something that's in the range of what you stole, but not exactly in terms of that. As long as I stole a functional sheep, I give you functional sheep or functional cow, I give you back a functional cow, and it was equivalent at least to what it was when I stole it from you, that's good enough. The fact that it went up in price now is not going to be, I don't have to make up that difference. Yeah, the sheep's worth more now. Yeah. It's worth more now, but I guess you're giving a sheep that was... That was, you know, maybe it's a different breed or something like that. Again, it's not clear, of course, actually where you draw the line. Right. Obviously, if you give the exact same breed, then it's going to be worth more. Okay. Understood. It must be you're giving some sort of other type of sheep, which is functional enough, but it's not going to be the higher price. I, I don't know. It's hard to explain exactly how the technicalities work out. Yeah, maybe it was. Says the Gemara. Moving on. I'm a rabbi. So now let's get back. Now we're going to focus for, for a while on this question of Shinoi Koine, which came up there through the Suga. I'm a rabbi. Shinoi Koine, Ksiva Vitanina. This idea of that when you steal something and then you change it, you now own the object in the sense that I don't have to give back the original object. Rather, I can pay the value of the object back to the owner. That is A, based on a Pusuk, and B, it's also going to be based on a Brace on a and a Mishnah. Ksiva, it's a Pusik. Now, we already brought a Pusik yesterday. We brought from the Pusik of Esnan Zayna. Here we're bringing a second Pusik. Ksiva says, Veheshev is Exela Sher Gozal. What does it mean, Asher Gozal? You should return the object that you stole. Matam Lema Asher Gozal. Im Kein Sher Gozal Yachser. If it's in the same status or a, a situation as a c- condition as when you stole it, then you return it. Vim lav, if it's not in the same condition, then dumim bialma Then all you have to do over there is pay money. Now there's an interesting halacha we're saying here. Because there's actually two parts to this halacha. Part number one is that you don't have to return the object you can give money instead. Part number two is that we're saying that you own it. The Ganif owns it. We don't necessarily see from this Pusik directly that you necessarily own it. All we see is that you can pay back money. Some of Hashem say, as we just mentioned, there was actually two Pusukim we learned out from this. One is teaching me that you don't have to give it back, and the second one is teaching me that you can actually keep it, and it's considered yours. Other of Hashem say that no, once you steal it, really it should be considered yours. Once you take it from somebody else, right, possession is ownership. If I take it, it's mine. Elamai, Torah says I have to return it. So calls man the Torah has halach on me that I have to return it. You can't say it's mine. Once we take off that halacha that says you have to return it, then it just reverts, reverts to the basic idea that possession is ownership. And if I possess it and I have no further halacha that says I have to return it to you, because once I change it, the Torah says it's not kashagazal, then I'm allowed to keep it. It's considered mine for all practical purposes. Tanina, where do we see this in Brises and Mishnahis? The Mishnah says hagazal eats and vasun kel if you steal wood. And before you return it, you use the kale, you use the wood to build a kli, or tzemervas, but God damn, I steal wool. And before I return the wool, I turn it into a sweater. So the mishalim, kishasakzela, mishalim, I pay cash. I no longer have to give back the wool, or in this case, the sweater that was created from it. Once I change it, it's mine. I'm allowed to keep the sweater, and I only have to pay back. So therefore, again, we see, says Rabbah, from this price, from the Mishnah, this halach. Inami, mehach, we have another Play a source for this. It says over here by the luck of Rashis Hagez. Rashis Hagez is the first shearing of the wool from the sheep each season. You're supposed to give to the Kayat. Now it's like it didn't like Truma. You can give it to any kind you want. However, it says the mission over there, what if you forgot, or maybe on purpose, you decided instead of giving it to the Kayan, or not realizing it was the Kayan, you go ahead and dye it with all the other wool that you normally dye. So now you've changed it. 
So the loch is potter. You don't have to give it to the kain anymore. Now, the, the way Rashi explains it says that before you give it to the kain, it's already considered what we call mum and shevet. It's not owned by any individual kain, but it's owned by the shevet called kahuna. No individual kain can be tovead from you because when Ruvain comes, I can say, I'm going to give it to Shimon, etc. So that you, no kain can ask you for it in terms of a tvi on the geneva, but Lamaisa, it's owned by the shevet. When I go ahead and do a tzvi and I dye it, I'm now making, it's Ke'ilu, I stole it. And the terrorist says, you see over here, that I no longer have to give it to the Kayin. Why? Must be Shinui Kayin. Oh, I owe the money. There's no Tovei. If there's no Tovei, I don't have no one to pay the money to. So I actually get off. You've been over in Avera over here, I understand. But the Maisa, we see from over here, from this halacha, that Shinui Kayin. Alma, Shinui Kayin. So that's clear. Everybody agrees to that. That a Shinui, and Rashi throws in here the word Biyadayim. If I actually make a Shinui, just like every other Kenyan that a person normally makes, a heter kenyan. You make it be a dayim. Also, a shina that you make be a dayim is for sure going to be kaina. Again, Beishamay disagreed with that, but in Shittas Beisil, everybody agrees that that's the case. However, there are other types of changes you can do to the schefetz, or other types of changes in the situation, which maybe also can affect the halacha, whether you have to return the object or whether you have to turn cash. And the next one we'll talk about is yush. Yush, when the owner gives up hope from you ever get from him ever getting back the object, so that makes it sort of like a hefker situation. It's not Tosos points out. We'll see in the sugya. This is absolutely not hefker, but it's the same concept as far as we're concerned. That once the owner gives up hope on it, now the gadav can keep it, even though it didn't change at all, and now he'd have to pay back cash. But what is the nature of that halacha? Yish Amir Abaran We know the halacha is. That once the original Bailam was Miyayish, he gave up hope of ever getting it back. The Ganif no longer has a law that he has to return the object. He can now return cash. But it's not clear to us, is this a Din Daraisa? Or is this a Takana Darabonan? Why would we make it such a Takana Darabonan? Hold on, we'll see. If it's Daraisa, what would the Makar be? At Alakha by Aveda, Rashi says, the Pasik says by Aveda, Minaina Aveda Shashat Fanar, Hovanis Yashua Badam Shimuteris, Rashi brings the Gmar Bamatsiya, Tamalema Ashetovad mi menu, and we dash in Tovami Menu, the Shavudmi Menu Matsuya the Shabinayadum. Then if the person is Miyayish by an Aveda, if you lost an object, and before the per the finder finds it, you're Miyayish, the finder who finds it does not have to give you back the lost object. That's clear. That's Allah of Yish. We were discussing Marmati, Yeshmidas, Yeshlaimidas. But if we know Yeshmidas that the owner of the lost object was Miyayish before you found it, then the law is you're allowed to keep the object. You don't have to pay him back. You don't have to give him back the object. Nothing. That's clear. How does that relate to Geneva and Gezela? And the way most professionals understand it is, how does that relate to a case where you found the object by Aveda before it is Miyayish? So if you find an object before the owner's miyayish, and then you find out the owner gave up before you find out, no question, you have to pay him back. But can you keep the object? Same idea. So what we call baliyade bi'isura. You got it when you were supposed to return it, just like an Aveda that you found before Yish. Geneva and Gizela is going to be the equivalent. You took it, obviously, before Yish. That's the nature of stealing. And therefore, it came to your hand when there was a din that returned it. Now the owner's miyayish, how do we look at that? Do we say you could keep the object? some sort of Kenyan on the physical object, you still have to pay back the money? Or do we say, no, Yish doesn't work, and you have to actually give back the object itself. So, like If the owner is Miyayish totally, before it got to your hands, then you could keep it. So, even when you got it 
before that situation, at least Rashi says in terms that you don't have to return the object, you still have to pay, but at least you can keep the object. Or do we say no? This is totally different than a regular case of Aveda. La Aveda. Aveda who Why a case of Aveda? You found it after Yish. When you find it after Yish, then the Yish works. Since you found it in the case of Aveda after, before Yish, or in the case of Geneva, you stole it obviously before Yish, then the Kenyan does not work at all. And really, Daraisa, you'd have to give back the actual Chayfet. But. But maybe in that case, you didn't allowed to keep the object because we have a concept called Takanas Hashavim. Takanas Hashavim is, and we'll see this in a few cases in the Masechta, Chazal will worry that a person is not going to want to do tshuva. When you steal something, and it's going to be very difficult for you to return the object, for instance, we'll see a case, and at the end of the daf today, if you steal a piece of wood and use it to build a house, so you say, I'm never going to do tshuva because if I have to do tshuva, I'm going to have to take my whole house down. So Chazal of them and a Takana that you don't have to take your whole house down. You could just pay cash. That's good enough. We override the Allah of Asher Gazal and we say even though you have the object and you didn't really change it, if you pay cash, that's good enough. So here also, maybe Chazal said, in general, we're going to be makel on the Ganaf and the Gazan. We'll see exactly which case this applies. In a situation where the owner is Miyayish, that even though he didn't change the object, the objects are readily available, since at the end of the day, the owner is not expecting to get it back anyways, when we make it on the Ghana and Gazan and say you could pay cash. So according to this part of the Gemara, no question, Yush works. The only question we have is, is it the Raisa or is it the Rabbana? Rabbi says, no, Yush ain't a kind of a filu There is no such thing of Yush. There's no such thing like that. You stole something, you took it, you came to be other, the Isser, you must give it back. I don't care if the owner is Miyayi. Now, if the owner is Mafkirit Mamish, we could discuss that. But we'll see it on a base. It's not so simple that you can be Mafkir something that you don't have control of. So that's, that's another point over here that Yish is not really Hefker. So therefore, Yish does not work at all, says of Yosef. Now we're going to go back and forth asking questions from different prices on these different sheetas. One sheet that says Yish works. We're not sure the rest are our bottom. The other sheet of Yosef said Yish does not work at all. So Ace Rev Yasef the Rabbis. So Yasef, who says Yish does not work, as a Kashan Rabbu says it does work. We have a look like this. Gobal Zol Chomitz, if a person steals Chomitz from someone before Yantam, before Pesach. Pesach. And now it became Aserbah. No, it's a Chomitz that was not destroyed before Pesach. And it was owned by a Jew, so it's Aserbah. No, but it's what we call a Hezek She'en a Nikr. Right? The Chomitz, the loaf of bread, is the same physical loaf of bread as it was before Pesach. Just right now, you're not allowed to eat it anymore. Can I return to you this loaf of bread and get my mitzvah of Veshav's Exeler Shagazal? So Amr says the Brai I could say yes. Here's your loaf of bread. Hezek shenikar. Sorry, maybe when I'm supposed to pay him back cash, but midin chashin mishpat and bid bezdin, I could just give him back the loaf of bread. Now wait a second. Says of Yosef, the high chiman the matidin isura. Once it becomes erev Pesach after chatzos vade miayish. The owner has no interest in getting it back at that stage at all. It's Yush. Well, forget Kochamir again. Kochamir won't help. Hefker doesn't help on something you don't have in your control. We'll see in the Gemara. If you don't have it in your possession, Hefker or Kenyan or Hagdish will not necessarily help. But Yush, we see that's the nature of Yush, is when it's not in your control. And the Chari are at least Miyayish on it. And yet we see the, we, the original person could say, here, take it back. 
We saw the Yaitach Yush Kana, Amai Oimerle Haresha Khalifanecha. Right? If you're going to say that one minute before the Zman Isra and Erev Pesach, the owner is Miyayish, and then it becomes owned by the Ganif, now the Ganif is Mukhuriv to pay you back cash. So therefore, why can you say Arashal Khafarecha? Must be Yush is not Kaina, and Yush is not a Kenyan at all, and the Khafitz is owned by the original owner, and too bad. Now, in this case, the owner doesn't want Yish to work. The owner would prefer that Yish does work in this case because it works against it. But okay, that's the way it works out. Amalei, Sir Rabbi answered, no. Ki kamina no, zemi yaish vizer roitzeliknois. Yish works different than Hefker. Hefker, you can say that when I'm mafkarit, it's already out of my reshus. Yish is, I'm putting it out of my reshus, not to make it out of my reshus, but Yish is, and then it's going to be taken by the other person, by the Ganif. Hi, Zemiyayish was an Over here, uh, maybe the owner's Miyayish, but the Ganif doesn't want it either. The Ganif doesn't want to own Chametz on Pesach. So nobody's taking it. If no one takes it, then that never leaves the owner of Shus. Says Rabbah, Yish might, this whole discussion, the Gemara about Hefker. Does Hefker work that it's out of my Rishus automatically? Or Hefker means that I'm allowed someone to come take it? But Yish, the Gemara is saying, is no question, it's not, if they're not a bait on that. Yish is not only that I'm allowing someone to come take it. If he never takes it, it never leaves my Rishus. So says Rabbi, Yish works if it's, the Ganif wants it. But in this case, by Chomets, the Ganif doesn't want it either, so you have nothing. So if you have no Raya for this Brisa, and therefore, if the Ganif doesn't take it, then he could just say, Rishachal Fanech. Generally speaking, we assume the Ganif does want to take it. Why not? And therefore, Yish would automatically, yes, work according to Rabbi. Eisvei Abayi the Rabba, Abayi is the Kasha. The Gemara Darshan, Korboni. It says, Imoyla Korbanoi, Imoyla Korbanoi, Mena Bakar, Zohar, Talim Yaakov, the beginning of Paisha Shvayikra. If you want to bring a Korbanoi, the Pesach HaMoyed, Yaakov, I say the Ritzayin, if the Hashem, you have to bring it, Lishma, etc. But it says, Imoyla Korbanoi. It doesn't say them oil carbon, oil carbon, no, your carbon. Why is it stress carbon? No, we dash in the price of dash is that a stolen animal cannot be brought as a carbon. Why not? Hey, what's the case? If you stole it and it's before the owner is miyayish at all, so lamali crop, shita. It's not your animal. If it's not your animal, you can't be maktish it. If you can't be maktish it, of course you can't bring it as a carbon. There's no discussion. So what would the Pasuk be teaching me? Elalav, you know what the Pasuk is teaching me? La'achar yish. That even though the owner is miyayish, and now you want to go ahead and use it as a carbon, you cannot. Why? Shmami no yish loikani. Now the way Tyson explained this, Tarash doesn't explain it very detailed. The way Tyson explained this is, the issue over here at the end of the drasha is not because you don't own the carbon. The issue over here at the end of the drasha is mitzvah hababa vera. That's the issue. In other words, if you hold yish kani then even though I stole the animal, since I owned it before I was makdashit, then already it's not a mitzvah babaver anymore. Because the mitzvah came after it was already mine. Mitzvah babaver means that it became the mitzvah through the aver. So if you hold Yehosh by itself, is going to be loikani. So now I'm going to go ahead and be maktish this animal, which the Taisa says you could be maktish because being maktish is the equivalent of selling it or changing reshus. Shini reshus works. But when you do the shini reshus to be maktish the animal, which works, now you're making it kaddish and it's becoming yours at the same time. That's mitzvah babavera and that wouldn't work. 
And therefore, that's what the Gemara is saying over here, that Lechari, we have a Rai over here, that Yush is like Kani by itself, because if Yush was Kani by itself, it would already be the Ganas before he was Maktish, and there would be no issue of Mitzvah Babavir at all, and you should be able to bring the carbon. But the fact that the Torah says you can't bring the carbon must be you're only being Kani through the Maisa HaKadosha, and then it would be a problem, Mitzvah Babavir, but Yush by itself doesn't work. So that's a Kasha on Rabba. Amalei, Amalei, again, we're switching over here. This is Abaya. Our first guest is that Abaya is asking Kasha to Rabba, but here Rava's answering. So it's not clear if Abaya was asking to Rabba and Rava answered, or Abaya was actually asking to Rabba, whichever way. Amalei, Rava, Letameich, according to you, Hadassani, we have another halacha, very interesting halacha, which is not really mentioned very much, which is Bimishkavoy. The Pusik says, Visha Shayiga Bimishkavoy. If someone's Tame Zov, okay, and he sits on something, that's something that he sits on becomes Tame, Tumas Mishkav. But the Pusik says, Visha Shayishka Yiga Bimishkavoy. Then Yechabis Begal of Rachis So someone touches something that the Zav sits on, that thing the Zav sits on becomes Avatuma. Someone who touches it, etc., becomes Tame as well. But why is it Mishkavoy? Who cares who owns the chair? It's a chair. It becomes Tame. Tumas Mishkav. You make an amazing Allah that says, Rashi says, Lohitzi is a Mishkav HaGozel. If you sit on a stolen chair, then you're not going to make it Tame. There's a custom. There's a custom. Stolen chair does not make it tummy. Now, wait a second. What's the nature of this case over here? Hechidami. Now, we're talking about a chair, not a wood. In those days, a chair was made out of like fabric or something. If you stole wool and you made it into like a pillow to sit on. So then, clearly, once you changed it into a pillow, it belongs to the Ganif. And then it is Mishkavoy. And the Pusik would not be excluding that from the case of Tumma. So same kind of question. You know what the case over there is? Where you stole a pillow. You didn't steal wool and make it into a pillow. Because ready made. The, the friend had made a pillow. You stole the pillow. You sat on it to Mazov. Or you made it. Or you wanted to touch it from that word. You're not going to have a tum over there. It's Mishka voice. That, that's the shot over there. That would be shot over here by the case of the carbon. If you steal an animal that was not Hegdish, and the owner's miyayish, says Rabba, you be kind of the animal, and if you make it a Hegdish now, it would work. You know what the Pasuk's talking about? Carbon of the gozel, carbon de chavre. You steal your friend's carbon that he was already maktish. And then you want to bring it as a carbon. Kamash on the Pasuk, it doesn't work for you, that's for sure, but it also doesn't work for the original guy. If it's stolen and you bring it for him, it doesn't work, Rashi says. Rashi brings another pshat, the also pshat is you can't really steal something that belongs to Hegdish already. It's Hegdish's. Kalecha the Isa, Begaz the Rachmane Isa. There's no such thing as stealing from God, right? It's all his. Hashem Aretzimaloi. And therefore, no such thing as stealing from God, so it can never become yours, it can never do anything. There is a Hegdish in this halacha that when you steal your friend's carbon and you want to bring it for him, that doesn't work either. And that's because it has to be Shaloi Uberishusai. Can't just be that he halachically owns it, he has to be in control and in possession of it for it to be brought as his carbon. That's what we're learning out. But Enochanami, if I steal his animal and he's Miyayish and now I'm Makdashit, according to Rabbi, that would take a work because Yishkani, it becomes my animal. So now Abayah goes and asks a kasha the opposite. On Rav Yosef, he said, Yiyush is loikani. I'll ask you a kasha like this. It says, Aloch is by Tumah. Aloch by Tumah is that something does not become Tumah until it is completed, until it is finished or made into its final form. There are many things that depending on what you decide is whether there's going to be the final form or not. The classic case we always talk about is if you build a chair, are you going to paint it or not? 
if you're going to paint the chair after you build the chair, it's not Makabal Tumah until you actually paint it, because it's not Gemar Malacha. If you decide you're not going to paint the chair, then as soon as you build it, make it into a physical chair, it's now Roy Makabal Tumah. And the same Malacha applies in our Gemara here, we're talking about leather. So when you have leather, raw leather, it depends what you're going to do with it. If you're just going to use it like as a carpet or like a tablecloth, then it's tummy as it is. If you're going to cut it and make it into something else, then not. So the Allah is, Oyre Shabalab. Okay. Well, as in the other things we said, it changes names. Or I don't know. You're ahead of me. Hold on. I'm, I'm one step at a time over here. Irish, hold on. Irish Shabalabais. If you have leather that belongs to a Balabais, not a commercial salesperson, someone working at home. So So when the Baal Bayes decides, that's it, I'm done with whatever work I'm going to do on this leather, I'm just leaving it like it is, then at that stage, it now becomes Gemar Malach and Royal Kabbal Tumah. but if you have a commercial leather salesperson, ain't Makshavah because the commercial leather salesperson really is going to change the object based on what the buyer wants. So he can't just say, well, I'm going to wait and see. I'm going to decide now that this is what it is. No. You're going to actually put it out in the, in the glass in the front of the store. And when a buyer comes, the buyer will tell you, I want you to cut it like this. I want you to cut it like that. I want you to paint it. I want you to do whatever to it. So the machshava of the commercial person does not make a difference. Because he's really waiting and pending until a buyer comes and tells him what he wants to do with it. Now, shall Ganif, what if a Ganif steals leather? And the Ganif now decides what he's going to want to do with it. Is the Ganif have the ability to affect the halachic status of this piece of leather that he stole? And that's what it's looking at our suya. So the Bryce says, Shall Ganif machshavasim etamasa? Shall Gazlan ain machshavatamasa? So it depends if you're a Ganif or Gazlan. Remember, a Ganif goes in at night, sneaks around and steals. A Gazlan comes right up to your face and steals and it runs away. Okay. So the Gemara says over here, it depends. What does it depend on? So the Chayar Pashab Shad, it's depending on Yush. And the question is as follows. This Tanakama holds that a God of Machshavasim Tamasan, if you break in the middle of the night and steal someone's leather when they're not looking, they're going to be Miyayish. They have no idea who stole it. And if they have no idea who stole it, they're Miyayish. Once they're Miyayish, the Ganif owns it. If he owns it, he's a Balabayas. He's allowed to do whatever he wants with it. A Gazlin who steals it, you know who stole it. So you have hope of getting it back. And therefore, you're not Miyayish. It seems very clear in this Brisa that Yish works. If there is Yush, Yush works. Reb Shimon Oimer Chilaf Advarim. Reb Shimon switches the Ganaf and the Gazlan in terms of Yush. So Gazlan Machshavasam Etamasam because he says if the guy had so much chutzpah to come steal it right when you're looking, you're Miyayish because you're not going to get it back. You're terrified of the guy. So Ganaf Emachshavasam, but a Ganaf who snuck in, maybe I'll find a camera, maybe I'll figure out who it is, and a Ganaf I'm not so afraid of because a Ganaf you see is scared by the fact that he broke in a knife. That's a conceptual machlekes of Shimon and Rabbanu we have throughout the Masechta. But everybody seems to agree that when when there is Yush, this object is owned by the Ganif. The Ferish Akash and Yosef. If Yosef said Yush does not kind of buy a Ganif, by a Ganif or a Gazan, whatever he was talking about, here we see it definitely does. And the fish is nice, you buy them. Vishmami Nas says, Abaya, Yush kind of. So I'm a So first of Yosef tried to answer. Maybe we're talking about a case over here where he did a Misa. It wasn't a Yush Kenyan. It was a Shin and Maisa. He did a Kenyan by, by cutting it. And that, now, it's not differentiating yet what will be the difference between a Ganif and a Gazlan, but he's talking about a case where he cut it. So, Maska for Rabbi Baruch Hanavala, Itzvah Shanukam. We're talking about Itzvah. 
An itzvah is like a tablecloth they used to use. You make a, a small table out of it, out of leather, which does not require cutting. That's not the type of thing that requires cutting. And how do we know that? Because this is what we just quoted from this Mishnah is a Mishnah with this Caleb. And the Mishnah prior to that says, this nan, if you don't have to do any work anymore, then when you decide you're done, it's done. If you actually have work to be done, you can't decide you're done if it's not really done. That's clear. Except for this itzba thing, which is like a tablecloth of some sort, that it doesn't really, you could cut it if you want and make it a little fancier, but it's totally functional without cutting it because it, all it has to do is cover the area and therefore it could become tummy right away. So we see in the context of these two Mishnahs, which are back to back, that we're talking about something which doesn't require malacha. It's just a question of when you decide you're going to use it or not. In which case, don't tell me that if Yosef over here, it's a Yush, it's not a Yush question, it's a malacha question. You see clearly, it's not a malacha question. It's only a Yish question. And you see the Ferish in this Mishnah that Yish works by Geneva and Gzela, by one of them at least. El Amarava says the Rav, an amazing story. We know there's a story that Rabbi and Yosef, they were both ready to be the Rosh Hashiva. There was all discussion should be the Rosh Hashiva. Rabbi ended up being the Rosh Hashiva first for 22 years when he was Nifta, then Rav Yosef became the Rosh Hashiva. All 22 years when Rabbi was the Rosh Hashiva, he used to needle Rav Yosef with this kasha. And Yosef never backed down. Rav Yosef held Yosef like Kani. Rabbi said, what's the preferred mission in Caleb? Yosef's Kani. Kasha, 22 years. He kept asking him this kasha. He didn't have an answer. When Yosef became the Rosh Hashiva, then he was able to answer the question. It seems to be when you have a special siyata deshmaya, when you become the Rosh Hashiva, that he was able to think of the answer. What's the answer? Shini Hashem, Kishini He said, over here, it's not just Yush. Over here, it's Yush plus Shinu Hashem, the name changes. And name changes is similar, equivalent, hold on, we'll see if it's exactly equivalent, to the, the Misa changing it all. Shinu Misa, my time, why when you change the physical object does it work? Because you changed it from a piece of wood into a chair. So, Shinu Hashem Nami, changing the name also, first you called it just a raw piece of leather, and now you call it Abarzin, which is the same as Itzvah, which means just changing the name itself is what affects it. Says the Gemara, now it says Tais on the bottom, look at Tais on the bottom. Shinu Hashem Kishinu Maisa Dami, Lav Kishinu Maisa Mamish. Says Tais, it can't be Kishinu Maisa Mamish. Remember, we still need over here the Yush. We still over here in the in the Mishnah. Well, it's a Ganef, it's a Gazlan. Clearly, Yush is playing a role over here. So it says Taisa, Shinu Maisa requires nothing. When you change it, it's changed. It makes no difference. You don't need Yush over there at all. Even if the, the owner is sitting there screaming all day long, I'm not Mayayish, once you change the physical object, it works. The Shine Hashem that we're talking about over here, says Taisvis, requires Yish also. It's a combination of Shiyush, which maybe is by itself is not good enough, and Shine Hashem by itself is maybe not good enough, or at least a weak type of Shine Hashem, and if you need both of them together, would work. That's what Taisvis says over here. Taisvis on top of Amun Aleph, on Samach Zayin, actually says two different Pshatim, and it seems to be he's changing his mind from what he says over here. Taisvis on Amun Aleph says a very interesting Pshat. He says... Over here, you cannot do the Shini Hashem without the Yush first. Words, what right does the Ganef have to change the name of this thing from a piece of leather into a tablecloth? If it's not his, he has no ability to do that to begin with. So you, it's a combination of 
if the Yish allows you to sort of have possession of it, that you can change the name, now the changing of the name is what actually makes it yours. So to change the name, you don't need a full possession. Yish is enough for that. Yish is not enough to make you own it. Yish is enough to allow you the possession to change the name. Now, once you change the name, now that the changing of the name is what creates the kingdom. But you need the Yish to begin with. If you don't have the Yish, again, Rav Shimon, the Rabbanan, Geneva, Gzela, without the Yish, you have nowhere to start this conversation. So one more piece here. Says the Gemara, Hare Marish. What about a piece of wood? We discussed. When you build a piece of wood into your house, it was a piece of wood. And now it's your roof, right? First it was a piece of wood. Now it's your rooftop. And we have the Mishnah, which was related to the Takanas HaShavim I mentioned at the beginning of the Daf. If you steal a piece of wood and you build it into your house, you don't have to take your house apart to give him back the piece of wood. Rather... You can just give cash. What do you mean a takanas hashavim for? Time up the takanas hashavim. Halavachi haldem einif. There wasn't a takanas hashavim. What would the deraisa be? The deraisa would be you give back the piece of wood. Why? A piece. It's not a piece of wood anymore. Halachically, the name of it it hasn't physically changed. Right? It just has a few screws in it. So that's not called a shinu ma'isa. But it is a shinu hashem. It used to be a piece of wood. Now it's my rooftop. So the chayyur, the shinu hashem, and yish. We're always assuming that yish occurs because at some point when exhibit occurs, assuming there's yish over here and assuming there's shinu hashem, then the chayyur. It should be a Kenyan anyways. So why do you have to have a shav? It's a kasha on this whole pshot. Amar Yosef Marish Shmuelav. The answer is no. Even if it's built into the house, you're right, you could call it a rooftop, but besides calling it a rooftop, you also still call it a big piece of wood. That's just the name of it. It doesn't change. Just Sanya. Over there, we're talking about the Psukim are talking about the Beis Hamikdash, and the Pasuk says, Pasuk in, in Yecheskel, it says, Tzloyes Abayas, Eloah Maltitin, when it says Tzloyes Abayas in the Pasuk, it's Tzloyes Abayas for Abu Bim. It's a Pasuk in Yecheskel. So, what is Tzloyes? So, Tzloyes is a Maltitin, which actually sounds like a window frame. It's a frame you build around the window. That is Elu Amarishas. That's referring to the big pieces of wood they put across the rooftop. So you see, even though it's built across the rooftop, we're still calling it Marishas. So it says of Yosef, over here it's not a kasha for the case of Takanas HaShavim from that, that Mishnah, because that's not a Shini Hashem. But Anacham, if you have a real Shini Hashem with Yish, even though if Yosef says Yish by itself is not a Kenyan, but Yish that leads to a Shini Hashem, even if Yosef read it was a Kenyan, therefore he did no longer had a kasha from our case. Yish could work in a case where Jesus with Shini Hashem and Yosef was able to answer this kasha when he was a Shiva, we'll see tomorrow from Zera a second terrace to this kasha.